Good evening. Uh, my name's Danny Lee. Please join me now in welcoming the human stars of Arrival, the one and only Amy Adams. And the also one and only Jeremy Renner. Arrival's got such an unusual tone. It's such an unusual movie, almost unique. I wonder if there's anything that either of you done, any projects beforehand, that you could kind of compare to what the audience have just seen, that you could use as reference points when you were working on it. Uh... You mean that I've done? Yeah, movies that you've made. No, no, no. This was. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. It was. It was. It's very, a very unique experience um, in in tone and a different character than I've. Um, I haven't approached a character like this before, so so it was a unique experience. Sure. Yeah. How about for you, Jeremy? Yeah, no, nothing. Okay. <laughs> every, every 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 film is its own sort of personality and set of challenges and problems and obstacles to to deal with, and uh, we just had a a lot of people to help um, overcome those obstacles. So this one, not, you don't always get that. So yeah. I have this amazing woman in Denise and Forrest, and we had, we had a great, Bradford was amazing, our DP. Yeah, and he's amazing. So uh, we're pretty lucky that way. I mean, my experience with the movie, um, I think people may find a similar thing going on, is that it sort of creeps up on you a little bit. And actually, it's the kind of movie where you find yourself thinking about it as the days and the weeks kind of pass. But I wonder, when you were first reading the script, did you immediately know even on the page, that there was something very special going on here? Or was it that similar experience where you read the script and then in the days afterwards it starts to kind of settle with you? I mean, the, the script is great, and I'll yeah. get me wrong, but the movie's exponentially better. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on the basis of the script writer isn't here tonight. Uh, okay, great. Oh, no, I mean, he wrote a really good script. No, it's like, amazing that's script. That's not to say anything. No, it's just how amazing Denis was with that material. Sure. Yeah, it's, it. it's, it's just tremendous. as you read the script, you kind of wonder, how are we going to do this? And anytime I ask that question and you meet the filmmaker and he's as special as Denis, or she is as special as Denis, it just no, becomes... It, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, <laughs> it devolves to Jeremy and I having an argument. Anyway. Yeah, here we go. We'll um, no, uh, no, but but uh, anyway, anytime the the filmmaker then elevates the material, I think is where I was going. It's a good I answer. Think, or I agree. Going. I totally yeah. agree. We're not fighting anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to fight. That would that would be awful. I mean, one of the things that's very striking about Louise is that she's for a woman who saves the world. She's a very quiet woman. I mean, and it's a script and a film with no. Dramatic speeches. You don't get the big monologue in which you announce that you're about to rescue humanity. She's a she's a quiet woman. She measures her words. Well, I think she is careful with her words. Yes, and she uses her instinct and her intellect over just um, sort of a strength of like a like she doesn't have a big personality. You know, she's not going to be the loudest person in the room, but she speaks when she needs to, and that's what's important about her. It's not about how loud she says it. It's about what she says when. And so she's not afraid to speak when it's time, but, but she's also uh, understands the importance of listening in communication because it takes, it's a two-way street. Sure. I mean, she's not the loudest woman in the room, but she probably is the smartest, well, it's the smartest woman and the smartest person in the room. So I, I wonder. Don't know. I mean, he's pretty smart. Well, but I think he's, you're, you know he's think, limited by limited because I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say second smartest. Person <laughs> yeah. In the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How rare if is I would have saved the world, I'd been loud and boisterous and let everybody know I did. Exactly. Yeah. Woman is amazing. <laughs> quietly just. Let things That's go. A, that is the difference between the sexes <laughs> in a nutshell. Isn't it? Wow. Pin that down. Yeah. How rare is it to find a character, a female character, who is allowed to be that smart, that phenomenally intelligent? It's great. I mean, we spoke about this before that, like, I've read a lot of scripts or I've played characters where in the character description it says, you know, you know, smart and sassy or whatever, but then she's not written that way. It's just in the description, so it's implied that you're going to wear a button-up or something. But, <laughs> but it's not actually written as though 
she has anything to do that communicates her intelligence. So actually getting to be smart, uh, getting to play somebody who um, has lived with that kind of intellect is a different, it's a different type of character for me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And Jeremy, for you, I mean, again, we, we touched on this, we, we met earlier, um, so we were going over old ground, but for a new audience, it, I mean, for you, you've played action roles recently, obviously a lot of dramatic roles and then a lot of action roles. Um, and Ian is a character, he's a physicist. He could be quite cold, he could be kind of unwelcoming to the audience. So yeah. how, did you, how did you work on him so that the audience would warm to him? Yeah, and, and then you know, the, sort of the context of you know, what he's speaking about is really not so sexy or interesting to even listen to, zeros and ones and all that sort of thing. So we just found a way to use um, humor and, and find ways to, to make him, uh, you know, an emotional being. And while we try to communicate, you know, these random sort of ways of how he communicates, which is not really, <laughs> on paper, really that interesting. So we just tried to find ways to, to make what he was talking about, you know, first of all, palatable to the ear to be able to understand it, but then also do it in a way where it might be even, you know, humorous or uh, some, sort, some sort of emotional content to him. I mean, I don't. I think I'm right in saying that you didn't get a, a lot, if any, rehearsal time. So I'm wondering, with the two of you, you have this. You have great chemistry for a start, and the rapport between you on screen is part of that because you'd worked together on American Hustle, and you know, you guys obviously there is a connection you get on well. I mean, it's a lot of things, right? I mean, yeah, I would say it's a it's a collection of experiences. But yeah. um, this was really unique um, to get to work with Jeremy in this way, and to get to bring sort of, you know, a lot of times a romantic. You guys have seen the film. I can talk about the oh, film. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. We've been, we've been speaking to like I, I can't do spoilers. I about that. You guys just to, to get to sort of build a friendship that they can then be believable into a relationship is is really wonderful because so many friendships you don't always start a relationship with this great sexuality spark which we're sort of taught. Sometimes it's it's just respect. Uh, Friendships build through very tense times. Uh, feelings build in a, in a very unique way in this film. And to get to work with Jeremy and somebody that I have, you know, adored for so long, and then getting to work with him on American Hustle. But, but I do think, um, like, I do think our history plays into it, just because we didn't have rehearsal. But I do think Jeremy just does such a wonderful job um, playing Ian. And you believe there's a warmth to the character that you can actually see them together when it's explained. You're not like, well, that wouldn't happen. You're like, oh, right. of course. Of course that would. Of course this situation would, would bring them together in that way. Um, and I'm very proud of that. I, I Male and female relationships um, on film, I, I like when a friendship can develop. Like a real one, not just obvious romantic comedy, but like a real relationship can develop through friendship and respect. Yeah, no, because I mean, dramatically, it must be very tricky stuff to play because you're playing an on-screen couple who are attracted to each other, but as you say, you, neither character probably even realise it at the time, and then obviously you know that the audience are then going to only realise that in hindsight anyway. But we're, yeah, and, but we're focused on bigger things than, like, you know, getting so a rocks off, yeah. you know? There's, there's, stuff, there's stuff to do. So, yeah. but you could see, like, after this one, sorry. Yeah, as soon as the aliens let's get it on, Mama. Yeah, yeah, as soon as the aliens are gone, he's like, he's, he's uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, as soon as they take Such off, he's like, I, just, I noticed that uh, you might look good with a with little mascara. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to try that. I've been checking <laughs> out those fatigues that fit so well. <laughs> I think I might be blushing slightly. I'm going to try and get this. You really are. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. This is, this is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're just getting yeah, started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to try and get this back on track. Okay. There you okay. go. I thought there we were on track. Be a, no, no, no. Maybe I'm not. Gonna, 
I'm going to talk about serious things. Okay. Let me ask you about Denny Villeneuve, because Denny Villeneuve is obviously, I mean, he's an incredibly talented director, but the yeah. films that he's made before now, I mean, they've got, there's a, a real edge to them, they're unsettling, they're often very violent, and Arrival seems like a different kind of tone for him, as we were saying, a different tone for anyone, really. Mm -hmm. But going into the movie, I mean, how confident were you speaking to Denny that he could nail this, and that this, was, this movie was going to become this incredible thing that people have just seen? I mean, it's easy to trust the guy, yeah. you know? When you meet him and you see his work, um, that's a good track record, but you meet him, he's, he's very soft-spoken, he's really terrible, broken English, and um, I'm not sure exactly what he's saying half the time. He's, <laughs> he's saying really kind of rude things, to be honest, you know, he's not, because his English is so crappy. Um, you, know, you can share. Focus, focus, you got the focus. He's I'm like, like focus, focus, focus. And I'm like, what? I got the is focus on Amy's like, face, focus, and then I got to come on your face. I'm like, what? <laughs> Don't say that to me, son. You just met. It has digressed. I apologize. I just, but I, it's I, worth it. I mean, Denis is honestly. See how we get off track? Yeah, no, I'm really sorry. I'm going to avoid eye contact with you both. Unless you're looking over this way. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's just, you just meet him, and he's, but he's, he's is, so he wonderful. Is, with his broken English, he's still very, very well spoken, very emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And, you know, with this, I'm just getting really, I was getting really impatient with like some of these like ridiculous slow crane shots and this whole thing. Like, I have to go through the parking lot, through the house, into the house, out through out the backyard. I'm like, really? I mean, does, what is this for? And then you see the picture, and you're like, I'm an idiot. This is why I'm just a jerk actor, and he does what he does. And he, he's just patient in everything he does. Yeah. There's never a rush, right? The set is so quiet. It's yeah, peaceful. he has a lot of compassion for what. very precise, yeah. you know? Um, and you see it in his filmmaking. This movie's a very, yeah. very, it's patient. It means he trusts his audiences. He trusts everybody, just like we trusted. And him, yeah. Um, I mean, he could go direct the phone book, and I'm happy to go be a, you know, a minute. I'm, do, I'm doing it. Yeah. No, same thing. I mean, when I when I met him, I wasn't as familiar as his work uh, with his work as I am now. And um, really, what he said to me is, um, yes, this is a sci-fi film, and yes, it has this this the scientific element. But what I really want to do is tell. I want it to feel like an independent film. I want it to feel intimate. I want the audience to have a relationship with his characters. And at the end of the day, I want to tell a mother's story. Okay. And after that, I knew that he saw the film the way that I saw the film. But that was the way into the film. We were going to explore a lot. But within that, it begins and ends I with Louise telling the story to her daughters. Yeah. I suppose you're doing two things at once, aren't you? Because obviously there is an effect side to the movie, and yet also there is this human drama. I mean, and it mm -hmm. reminds me, I was talking to an actor a couple of days ago who's done a couple of kind of really quite big blockbusters, and he was saying there is a real suspension of disbelief issue, you know, with effects, you know, and that you can't, you know, you, you can't quite visualise the spaceship, you can't quite mm -hmm. visualise the aliens, and yet the saving grace for him is that he said, well, the line is often go or yeah <laughs> but obviously here you're doing something very different because you're having to yeah. you know you're having to visualize things and act against things you can't actually see and yet also you've got this very nuanced subtle emotional drama taking place so you're kind of you know that it's a juggling act i suppose i mean yeah it's 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 i mean for me i i my job as an actor is always to imagine what does not exist like i am not a linguist <laughs> jeremy <laughs> I'm it's not, not a, mathematician. a mathematician. No. <laughs> You're ruining but, the whole thing for me. But you know what I mean? It's it's to create a, to create. Why are you guys laughing? I am trying. <laughs> they didn't laugh as hard at me. I I'm know. Just saying, no, it's true. Just that, was, that was quite noticeable. Uh, yeah, buck seventy IQ, folks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, part of our job is to create a suspension of disbelief, to to create something which doesn't exist, and so it's just an extension. And really, really, we 
rely on so many people to make that happen. You know, we rely so much on the director, on our co-stars. Like by yourself doing that, you definitely. I definitely have moments of being self-conscious. But you know, when you're looking you look over, over me as one. and like Same we're both like, you know, I'm like, oh good. Oh, good. We, we have, both look that ridiculous. Yeah, if you have egg on your face, you're shared. It's, yeah. it's shared egg, and uh, but it's but it's wonderful. And Denis had such a wonderful way of talking about um, the heptapods, and. Uh, he, he really um, gave them personalities in the way that he spoke about them and was so communicative and, and shared all his drawings. So we all, I, I felt like we were really part of a community making this film, yeah. and that's a really special, very special thing to me. But that first scene where you first see, I can't attempt the French accent, the heptapods. I mean, it's an incredible, very good. Thank you. It's an incredibly important moment, and I just wanted to work up to that, because you have to convey to the audience the wonder of yeah. seeing this thing, which obviously you're not seeing at all. So, I mean, I know I sound like a terribly naive non-actor no, asking this, no. but how do you do that? How does that happen? You, you know, just believe, yeah, right? Yeah, that's kind of I what mean, the job is, man, right? Yeah, you... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it's to create an empathic response. That's what I always say. It's, it's how would one feel? How would Louise feel in this moment? And then you just surrender to what that is, and you put the shoes of your character on, and you walk in them. And... Uh, it's a, it's, it's, sort of, it's a wonderful thing we get to do as actors, is to get to sort of have empathic experiences in that way. I feel very lucky to get to do that. My other sort of naive question is that the film seems to bring up, and again, this will happen in days and weeks to come, I think, all these, not just emotional kind of feelings and issues, but really quite profound issues about you know, who we are, the nature of memory, pretty, pretty deep stuff. Sure. And when you're acting that, I mean, how easy is it to not become... Con I mean, I wonder when you sort of, you know, went home at the end of each day, is that stuff not just sort of rattling around in your head? I mean, making a film always seems like quite a complicated business as it is without pondering the nature of existence yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. Well, the good, new the good thing is, is as you're, as you're making the film, you're going through the experience of the character and not necessarily the experience of the film, which you receive when you watch the film. Um, and going through the experience of Louise was actually really wonderful because I have a daughter, and going home I got to really um, cherish, my, cherish my moments with her. And that's kind of what I was left with at the end of each day. Um, and you, Jeremy? I'm not sure what your question is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the, the film left me thinking very, very deep thoughts. And I just deep wondered, thoughts, yes. Yeah, and on set, I mean, are you actually just thinking about the, the logistics and the mechanics of getting this yeah. film made, or are you thinking about what is actually... No. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't have, really have any sort of reaction or feelings of what the, what the movie was until I saw it. I mean, okay. it's, I, mean I knew that but a small also, sort of story I was trying to do with the limitations of my character and our limitations of our friend of our friendship that turns into the, yeah. what it was. I was so focused on that, maybe yeah. steering away from that or the romance part of it, maybe very conscious of that. But there's no like, I mean, to turn, you know, after seeing it, oh wow, but tons of you know, feelings about it. Yeah, um, exactly. You're not playing those things, you know. I wasn't thinking about like, oh, this what unites us and what divides us is humanity. You know, it just, just yeah. didn't cross my mind until I see the picture. I'm like, ah. Oh, Wow, I mean, such an idiot. This, this, <laughs> you know, this guy's you know really got strong things that you know, people can take away a lot from this movie. But yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a, there's, and seeing that's it, an amazing experience than making it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this isn't the first. Time. This is the last question I'm going to ask before handing over the floor. I mean, I can't be the first person to say that when you watch the film now in 2016, a lot of what it seems to be dealing with, which is that idea that we need to face the world like as a species and not as little divided nations, that seems very, very, very weirdly relevant to a lot of stuff which is going on outside the cinema. But I'm assuming that's just a happy accident. I mean, because the novella was written in 1998, so it's almost 20 years old. Is it yeah. just a coincidence that 
Well, I don't think it's new that as a world we're no. at conflict. Yeah. So that concept <laughs> is, is, you know, as old as time, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, so, but, but it does feel more relevant given the current state of politics um, that we all are currently participating in. That's very diplomatic. Yeah. That may be, the, may be the moment. My face is still quite red from earlier, so this may be the moment now to... We were uh, so mild. Imagine if we'd really gotten going. Right <laughs> Please, I'm finding this difficult to cope with as it, as it is. Um, if you have a question about this extraordinary film... What do we do? Now, it, now is the no. chance. I'm not, let's not relive it. We implied that I'm, our characters... You know. I'm English, I've got a different, a different standard. If you have a question about Arrival, now is very much the time to ask it. So I was wondering, um, just if you could tell us a bit more about that moment when you call that Chinese uh, general and how, out of like, how the number came to your head and then you knew what to say in Chinese to him and just a bit behind that moment. It's a tricky one. No, because as an actress, it, is a, it, it takes a great leap of faith and, and I understand where my character was, but explaining it to you requires... Uh, type of vocabulary that I, I only learned by watching The Big Bang Theory. So, after, uh, basically, in that time, after she uh, goes to the computer and looks at the language, it triggers um, a memory from the future, so to speak, because as we're speaking, time exists in a nonlinear way, which means the past, present, and future exist. They just exist. So, she's able by learning their language in the, the Safford-Worth theorem, she's able to journey, in a way, to a time when she knows the language. And so in, in seeing that she wrote a book about the language, it, she has almost like recall. Mm -hmm. So in that point, she realizes what's happening, and she is able then to sort of manipulate and control it, which is why I think it's such a beautiful story, is because at any time, she can go back and see her daughter. Yeah, and that kills me. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. See, now you, you, you say it's boring. I'm interested in how well you know this stuff. Because actually, you I say, I think I you, know it, know no, it from, you know it better than you're letting on. Well, I mean, I spend a lot of time working on a script. Like, a born, like I wouldn't tell you all the work I did because really, you'd be so bored. But I really know this woman, and I, I really got to know the character. And it becomes a part of you. Like, you, it, I feel in the same way that your own personal memories affect you. You start to take on the experience of your character, and you can shake it and move past it, and I'm not you know, completely insane. But when I speak about it, it still really hits me, because it's something that uh, I kind of put my body through. I put my emotions through this. Um, I didn't, Amy, have to experience this to understand an empathic response to this. So anyway, so when she speaks to the general, she's understanding that there's a moment in time in which this can be solved and she's able to find it. And um, because of the nature of the moment, she knows that naivete and curiosity is going to be the way to get the information from the general. Mm. Keep going. I wish you would. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you, I mean, do you find it easy? Because you, you were mentioning there about, the, about the, the effect the role had on you. And I wonder, do you find it easy to pack up a role at the end of a shoot and just move on and it's done? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. American Hustle, I cut my hair. Right. Like in me, like in me and there was Christian Bale shaving his head and me getting like a bob. We were like, and we're done. Um, so, so that's sort of how I exercised that character. But different ones stay with you in different ways. This one, it was funny because very rarely do you hang around at rap. Um, but when I rapped, uh, the crew all it was the the rap for the film, and we all hung around in the parking lot, um, 
having tequila, which is probably against every Canadian law, but there we were. And uh, we weren't ready to let it go. So it was a nice sort of moment to get to show my appreciation to the crew and, and the rest of the cast that got to be there. Yeah. Sure. And how about you, Jeremy? I mean, I can't imagine that a film like The Hurt Locker is easy to walk away from. Or this one. Mm. I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, 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 every, every you know, character I feel like that, that anybody plays, they have to have some sort of connection to it. So there's a little bit more of me and other things, you know. Or Locker, there's a lot of me in that one. This one is, you know, it's a little bit further from who I am. And, um, Walking away from is, I don't know, I just feel like it's what it's supposed to be, like bye-bye, you know, I gotta move on to other things, and mm -hmm. I have memories and, and relationships built from that, but I don't hang out with a character, I'm like, see you later, and I mean, that was fun for a minute, but that's... <laughs> but I suppose that's the thing as actors, I mean, because actually... Jeremy has, like... I'm not sentimental towards it. With his yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, been I, nice. I've been in the skin long enough. <laughs> <Later. laughs> I kind of like that, that's yeah, kind of... Yeah, then I delete their number. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> But that's the weird position that you're in, I suppose. Because when people talk to you about these movies, then people will come up to you like they will do about this one, I'm sure, for years to come. I mean, your memory of it is going to be making it, because that's the experience you have. It's, it's a completely different thing from Com completely what different. the rest of us. And there's a lot of questions that I can't answer, um, whether I'm not intelligent enough or I wasn't a part of the decision making. There are questions I cannot answer, and I think it's one of those, qu those films that begs a lot of questions. So there'll be a lot of uns. We need Denis. Very soon he'll be done with Blade Runner and he'll be able to be here, which I'm so thrilled about. And yeah. uh, So that's where Denis is actually, isn't it? He's working on the, the he's, Blade he's Runner. He's working Runner. on Blade Runner, yeah, Correct. which is great. Let me ask you one more question, Amy, which is that you're on this, and you have been for some time, on this incredible role of incredible films and incredible parts that you're getting. And is that because the film industry is getting better at writing real parts for women? Or is that because you're so bloody good that everyone, everyone has to up their game? Oh, clear. So. No, um, <laughs> You know, I've been really fortunate. I've been fortunate that um, I've been had a lot of really wonderful parts put in front of me. I've been fortunate that filmmakers have given me parts and allowed me to sort of uh, not expand them in their size, but in sort of their impact and, and been receptive to... Because when I prepare a role, it doesn't matter if it's the lead of the film or a small supporting role. I, I treat the characters the same, and I build an entire life and experience for them. So by the time you get to see them, I can tell you weird things about them that aren't important for the film, but it's important to me because it connects me to the reality of what it is to be this person. So I've, I've been really lucky with, with my um, projects that I've been presented with. You're being terribly modest. Um, we're going to leave it there, I think, but please join me in thanking Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs>